Hello once again, and welcome to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with the Rams' first draft pick of the 2020 class, Cam Akers. That podcast was released earlier this week. Maybe double back for it if you'd like to get to know the future of the running back position in L.A. Our guest today is on the verge of his fourth season with the Rams, assistant head coach, and he works with the linebackers. And there were several reasons I wanted to get Joe Barry on this podcast First, he's a great guy, super personable, always been so nice to me. I learn a lot from speaking with him. Second, he's a football lifer, comes from a football family, has a Super Bowl ring. And let's face it, there's a scenario this season where the Rams may be down a coach, maybe even the head coach, maybe a defensive coordinator. So to me, Joe exemplifies the coaching depth where there is just a wealth of NFL experience going to work each day in Thousand Oaks. And then lastly, working with the linebackers, as he does, Joe B is right at the epicenter of the Rams' revamped defense and maybe the most intriguing position battle of training camp. So let's bring him in with a softball, ease him into the shallow end of the Rams Revealed podcast by saying, Joe, who's starting at middle linebacker against the Cowboys? Well, uh, first off, it's it's uh, great to see you, JB. You're uh, – I, I, I've uh... – as you said, I, I do. I appreciate all the conversations that we uh, that we have, and um, you know, I, I appreciate all the. Uh, you're a grinder. You're a hard worker, um, and that that's what I respect most about you. You uh, you do you do your work. So uh, appreciate you, man. Um, well, that that's uh, we're we're right in the middle of it. it, it I tell you what, it's great to have uh, it's great to have Micah Kaiser healthy and and back out there. You know, we were uh, we were excited about him. A year ago, um, and uh, you know, hurt his hurt his hurt his peck in that in that preseason game. Um, so it's great to have him back out. You know, when when uh, Micah went down, you know, we had a kid that we uh, an undrafted kid that stepped in and did a great job for us last year as an undrafted rookie, Troy Reader. Um, so both those guys are battling, but, um, Micah's, Micah's working with the first group right now. Troy's working with the second group, just in our, in our acclimation phase. My dog's going nuts right now. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's just great to have the guys out there. Um, you know, as we, as we start ramping things up, actually, that's what they're calling our next phase, our ramp up phase before we're able to put pads on. Um, you know, we're the great thing about Sean's program. It's all about competition. Um, you know, and, and the way I coach guys, I, I always tell the room, hey, I don't have starters and backups. I have starters and starters and waiting. So that's the way I coach guys. That's the way I, I, uh, I, I approach it. So, um, you know, we're only allowed to have 11 guys in the huddle. So we have a, we do have 11 starters. But unfortunately, in this game, a guy can go down at any time. So you got to be, you know, ready, willing and able to step in at any moment. So, um I, I got a great group of of young kind of up and coming guys, so um, I'm, I'm excited for all of them. Well, mostly we want to hang out with you and see how you've been, but while we're uh, starting with some business, let's kind of power through because inside linebacker in particular was a position I think many on the outside thought the Rams would address one way or another, draft or free agency this offseason. And with the exception of Clay Johnston, they really didn't supplement much. So should we take that as a vote of confidence in some of the names you've already mentioned and what they're capable of? Yeah, you know, we got a, uh, you know, we got a group of guys that, you know, aren't, aren't household names. Um, but, you know, four years ago, three years ago, um, Corey Littleton wasn't, wasn't a household name. And, uh, you know, look what he was able to accomplish. And, 
Um, unfortunately, he moved on. We're, we're, we're happy for him. But um, now it's time for the, the, you know, the next guy that no one knows about to, to step up, whether it's, you know, Micah Kaiser, whether it's Troy Reader, whether it's Trayvon Howard, whether it's Kenny Young. Um, you know, uh, as you mentioned, we, we drafted Clay late in the seventh round. And, you know, as, as a coach, every draft, you know, every single coach on our staff, you know, wants a first or second round draft pick, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. that's that's the thing with the draft. Um, you know, you only have, you know, certain amount of picks, you know. Um, it's not like in college where you have, you know, 25 scholarships to throw out every year. You know, you have, you know, six, seven, maybe eight draft picks um, and you only got a couple, you know, high ones. So. Um, I tell you what, though, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we took this Cam Akers guy. He looks, uh, he, he's, he's a exciting, exciting player. So, um, but we got a, we got a great group of guys that are eager to prove themselves and, uh, you know, specifically at the inside linebacker position. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're excited to keep this thing moving and, and just prepare and, and get ready for, for opening day. I think it was Taylor Morton from the personnel department who told me that he felt like Clay was far more than a seventh round pick were it not for his knee injury at Baylor. What level of health did he bring to camp? And is he someone capable of earning a spot on your depth chart? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Clay was a guy that, um, you know, early on in the process, you know, because as, as coaches, you know, we're going through the season and then, you know, shortly after the season ends, we go to the combine and, um, we as coaches, we don't get, you know, the, the, the knowledge that we have, um, both from an individual standpoint with the player, but then also just watching film, you know, when we go to the combine, it's very early in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm getting at is when I met Clay at the combine, um, in my interview, you know, I really hadn't, I, I knew who he was. Um, I knew obviously, um, he had a pretty good career at Baylor. Um, but I really hadn't watched a ton of film on him and I didn't even, I wasn't even aware that he had blown his knee out. Um, one of the questions, you know, in this day and age, you can't just assume that everyone at the combine is going to work out at the combine. So one of my questions I asked him, I said, Hey, are you, are you doing everything here at the combine? Are you going to do the drills? You're going to run, you're going to lift. And he kind of giggled and he said, coach, he's like, you know, I, I blew my knee out in the sixth game. You know, I'm, I'm recovering from a, from an ACL. Um, so I didn't even know that. So obviously we come back from the combine and that really starts the evaluation process for about two and a half months for us as coaches and, you know, watching him in the, in the six games that he did play in, um, you know, I don't want to get into, you know, what, what grade I would have given him, but it would have been much higher than a seventh round pick. And, um, so that's, that's the thing that's kind of, unfortunate for the player fortunate for you know the the you know organizations when when a kid does get injured like that he unfortunately drops in the draft you know and um you know for us to get if if, if clay was 100 percent healthy and went through the year and you know played 12 games and played in the bowl game um you know there's no way on earth he would have been there sitting in the seventh round when we were able to get him so um, so we got, we got a, a, a good, young, talented linebacker, uh, late in the draft, but you know, he's, he's dealing with an injury. Um, I think the, this acclimation period, the last eight days, um, because we haven't been able to go out and practice, uh, 
Um, we have walkthroughs um, because we were not allowed to do anything from an off season standpoint. We just had zoom meetings. Um, Clay's been able to participate in everything where if it would have been a normal year where a kid like that comes in with a blown out knee, he probably wouldn't have been able to do one OTA, you know? So, um, for him, he really hasn't missed anything because of the circumstances that we're in with, with, you know, uh, the pandemic and everything. So, um, but we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed, crossed. I don't know quite sure. Um, you know, for example, if we, if we were to put the pads on tomorrow and have a training camp practice tomorrow, um, I don't know if he'd be a hundred percent yet, but, um, you know, that, that's a, that's a question for Reggie, but like I said, in, in everything that we've been able to do so far with the players to date, um, he's been able to, you know, 100% participate even in everything we've been doing in the, on the field. So, um, you know, hopefully he'll just keep getting healthier and healthier, healthier, and, uh, you know, we'll let the, the chips, you know, the, the good thing too, JB, with, with, uh, with the way they've changed the numbers, you know, they've, they've upped the practice squad numbers. So that's gonna, that's gonna help, you know, all young players, but, a, but a guy like Clay, absolutely, you know, yeah, I didn't want to pigeonhole him into a redshirt type year in 2020, but obviously there's all. Oh, and I'm, I'm not saying right that now. at all. Yeah. It's, just, it's just it's nice that they've, um, you know, with, with them doing that, that that's really going to help, uh, you know, all developmental players, all yeah. young players, all guys that you know come in with a potential injury. Um, you know, with with them adding those numbers and up in those numbers, it's going to help. You know, we mentioned Corey Littleton a couple of times in passing already. And before we get too far beyond what he gave to the Rams, I wonder of all his attributes, what do you think will be the most difficult to replace? And for whoever does play Corey's role, that every down middle linebacker, does he necessarily, Joe, need to be the signal caller on defense? Because we actually saw Weddle take that off Littleton's plate sure. last year, if I recall correctly. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, to me, you know, Corey's communication skills, um, which actually he, you know, improved on from day one to the time he left, um, you know, that, that wasn't a, a, a great attribute of Corey's, um, you know, what, what we're going to miss bottom line, just what you miss with, with any great players, just the, you know, the absolute raw production the you know, the playmaking, um, I mean, when you go back and look at, you know, even our first year here in 17, when he was just a part-time starter, um, when he had to start four games with, with Mark being injured, um, I mean, Corey was, was highly productive. And that's, that's what made us feel so comfortable when uh, we traded Alec to, you know, say, hey, we can, you know, we're going to lose Alec Ogletree, um, but you know what? We got this, we got this guy that no one knows about and he's going to come in and, you know, the production that he made um, just from a, just from a, a tackler in the run game to uh, a pass rusher in the, in the passing game to causing fumbles, to getting interceptions uh, to even, you know, blocking punts for bones on, on, you know, punt return. Um, I mean, you're talking about a guy that really, if you just focus on him the last two years, um, he had an insane amount of production. So um, just, you know, anytime, I don't care what sport it is, anytime you lose a great player, um, they're great players because they're productive. They're great players because they make plays. And uh, so that that's, you know, quite frankly, that that's going to be the thing that, you know, he's 
been our leading tackler the last two years. So, um, but that's the thing that's exciting for those those young guys that I mentioned before. What a great opportunity for them to to you know to be able to step up and step into his shoes and uh, you know be productive for us. I'm glad you mentioned Mark Barron there. Over the past few seasons, Joe, safeties have kind of merged or at least influenced your group too, right? From Mark yep. to Taylor Rapp most recently. Is there anyone from that safety group going into this year that you kind of think of as as one of your own as we consider your options? Yeah, you know, it, it's really, uh, you know, football evolves, football changes. It, it's It's ongoing. You know, what linebackers looked like you know, 25 years ago compared to what they look like now, just from a body type, um, it's completely different. But, you, you know, you can say that across the board. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, uh, you know, 20 years ago, he, he never would have, at, at least when guys walk in the building, you know, as far as what they look like, um, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, so, I mean, and you can go offensive linemen, um, you know, um, you know, receivers, DBs, every, it's always evolving. And what it's evolved to is speed, quickness, athleticism. Um, you got to be able to run to play every single position on the football field, uh, you know, in 2020 football. So, um, you know, I think that's why it's been so trendy to have these, these big safeties, if you will, you know, they've kind of morphed into linebackers. Um, and, you know, like, like we did with, with Taylor and even Marquis e. Christian that were, uh, you know, safeties by trade. Um, they, they were, when you look in the media guide, it says safety, but, you know, we had roles for them where they played linebacker for us in, in certain packages. And, you know, I, I think that's, that's, uh, that's the case with every team in the NFL, just with the, with the, the type of offenses that you're defending. So, um, and it's great when you got when, when we have guys like, you know, Taylor or, or John Johnson or uh, these two young safeties that we just uh, drafted, um, you know, they are, they're phenomenal athletes. Um, they're phenomenally physical um, and they can wear a bunch of different hats and play, you know, multiple, multiple positions. So, it's exciting when you have players like that um, for a guy like coach Staley can say, Hey, I can, I can put this guy here. I can, you know, kind of they're movable pieces. So, um, but even, even Trayvon Howard, who, you know, we, we drafted late a couple years ago as an undersized, you know, he, he played linebacker at TCU, but really he's a, he's a safety type body. Um, you know, he's, a, he's, if you look at from a linebacker stand, standard, he's undersized. But you have to be able to, like I said, you got to be able to have those traits to play linebacker in the National Football League, especially if you're going to be an every down linebacker. If you're going to play on first, second and third down and not come off the field, uh, you got to be able to run bottom line. So awesome just to be able to talk some football with you and, and reference some players on the Rams roster at the uh, training camp 2020 as we know it gets started. I do want to just take a step back and uh, catch up with you personally. Uh, you've seen so much in this game. How are you feeling about the unique challenges of the year ahead and even just being back in person with, you know, the men that you spend so many hours with as the calendar goes around? Yeah, no, it, it, it's great. We really, uh, th this is a special place. Um, I'm talking about the, the, the Rams organization from, from top to bottom. Uh, when you look at everybody, you know, from our from our 
in our leadership roles from um, and, and really the jobs that all those people have done to get us to where we're at, you know, and I know it's the, it's the same with, with every team in the NFL, but um, being able to, to firsthand witness, um, you know, the job that, that Sean did to navigate, you know, our team and staff through this time, because it was, it was different. It was unique. It was, it was strange. Um, and, you know, also with, with us, having a new defensive coordinator, you know, implementing a, a, a new defensive system, um, you know, so, and, and quite honestly, we really, we didn't skip a beat. You know, I, I feel where we're at right now on August, whatever the hell day it is today. Um, you know, I, I feel totally confident and I feel exactly where I think we would be if we would have had a normal off season, you know, um, the, what, what we were able to accomplish, what we were able to do, you know, our, our, you know, Jeff Graves, who runs our IT system, uh, Dan Demetrison, who's our video coordinator, what they were able to do for us, you know, because we, we got kicked out of the office the second mm-hmm. week in March and didn't go back until two weeks ago. Um, so what we were able to do, they basically were able through, through Wi-Fi, they basically were able to transform every ounce of information that we were able to obtain when we were sitting at our desk at Kowloon, we were able to get that at home from video to files to everything. So we were able to have, you know, working offices here at our house and be able to, to get every ounce of information that we would if we were at work. And that was, you know, during the draft, that was obviously, you know, with us implementing, you know, a new system of defense uh, and then being able to, for us as, as a staff to be able to meet but then be able to get it and translate it and get it out to our players, you know, via freaking Zoom meetings, you know. So um, that was really, you know, from from Sean to, as I mentioned, Jeff and Dan, and then the job that Reggie Scott did, um, just you know, navigating this this thing that no one freaking knows about, no one understands um, from a medical standpoint. It's been uh, it's been amazing. So. Um, so with all that being said, it's, it's just, it's just great to be able to be back at work and be around those people, um, that you, you know, we like it. It's one thing to work with people you like, but when you like them and respect them, you know, and it's, it's from top to bottom, we just, we haven't, it's, it's an unbelievable organization and it's a great group of people that, um, you know, are really good at what they do, but, they care about, you know, everyone that they're working with. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's a neat group of people to be around. I want to circle back to Brandon Staley and that new system. Maybe we can finish on that in just a moment. But uh, I, I want to be sure I wish you a happy bladed 50th. Uh, I hope yeah. you're able to celebrate uh, the best you and your loved ones could, despite the circumstances this summer. Yeah, we were. We were actually, uh, we were in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And oh, uh, that, that's a pretty amazing place to, uh, to celebrate anything, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. So, um, keep, keep that on the, on the download, JB. I don't, I don't broadcast that I'm 50. (laughs) Well, here's the only reason I bring it up. One, I wanted to wish you a happy birthday and see how you celebrated. It's a big milestone too. And, and I connected to this. You reportedly had a chance to go back to USC this offseason, right? So anytime these kind of big milestones come up in my life, I imagine the same in yours and anyone's, you kind of consider, am I where I want to be for this season of life and for the next season of life? 
And, and had you gone to SC, you're probably looking at that as more than just a gig for 2020, right? But in the context of what's transpired with college football, even this week, does that give you more peace of mind if you needed any about the choice you made to continue with the Rams, Joe? Yeah, you know, the, uh, you know, the thing at SC was something that I really contemplated. And, uh, um, you know, you, you know, I'm a Trojan, so I, 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 I bleed cardinal and gold. Um, you know, and it was, uh, I, I think it's most people, I think I talked to that, you know, where they went to school, where they played college football to be able to go back there and work, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, 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 and plus with it being a place like USC, um, it's, it's, you know, a dream. It's, it's, it's a cool thing you think about. And, um, to have that opportunity, it was something I, I definitely thought long and hard about. Um, but like I said, um, for all those things that I mentioned before with, with this organization and this place, um, when I sat down and, and Chrissy and I really sat down and thought about it, we're like, you know, this is the best thing. And, and, um, you know, when I, when, when Sean and I, when I left Washington with Sean to come here with him, you know, we, we kind of had the mindset, Hey, let's, let's, let's go there and do something great. You know, let, let's put our stamp on, on the national football league and the LA Rams and, and do something really special. And we've been close. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I made the decision, Hey, our, our, our job, my job here is not done yet until we, uh, you know, we bring a Lombardi trophy to, to Los Angeles. So, uh, made the decision and, and so happy for it. And, and of course it's, it's totally unfortunate with what's going on with college football right now. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, my, my daughter's a, a, a college swimmer at Penn state and she's going into her senior year and, you know, no one, no one knows what the heck's going to, fortunately they were able to get through their season last year before everything happened. Um, you know, but to, to go through that as just a, just a, you know, I, th- I think of kid. I, you know, my, our two youngest are in high school and they have buddies that are seniors in high school. And to see, you know, just seniors in high school last year, not be able to have a prom and not be able to have a, a graduation ceremony. So it's affecting a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to affect us in a roundabout way this season. You know, thank God we're, we're still uh, making plans to have a season and to play games. But you know, there's not going to be people in the stadium, you know, that, that potentially that that's going to be, that's going to be strange, but you know what, JB, everyone, everyone is, you know, the human beings are resilient and they find a way and they just keep battling and they keep grinding and uh, everyone's going to do that and just, you know, find a way to make the best of it. And uh, you know, that, that's what we're doing right now. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're preparing to have an amazing 2020 season and that's uh that, that's what we're working towards right now. Thanks for the depth of that uh, that response. I appreciate it. Give me life personally too to, to hear you give that talk. Um, to the extent that you're able, I'd love to hear you describe the differences between what Wade wanted to do and what Brandon Staley plans to do. Much has been made about installing this new system and in a remote environment in a condensed off season. You touched on it a bit already, but how realistic is it really to expect that a defense will be ready to roll in less than a month's time now? Well, um, we will, I, I, I'll, I'll promise you that. Um, you know, I think, uh, like I said, I think, I think it goes to, as I, I kind of mentioned before, 
um, not only Sean's leadership, but but Brandon's leadership as well. Um, we really we 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 didn't just go through this off season via Zoom. I mean, we we literally attacked it, and um, we attacked it as a staff, um, and then we attacked it with our players every single day. And um, so, like I said, um, would we have liked to have a, a normal off season where the players were here for for nine weeks? Uh, and you have 10 OTA practices, of, of course. Um, but we weren't able to have that. And we didn't kind of sit around and, and woe was me. We attacked everything that we were allowed to do. And what we were allowed to do was have Zoom meetings. And we had seven unbelievable weeks, four days a week uh, of Zoom meetings with our players. Um, and, and Brent, like I said, Sean, Brandon, they attacked it. Sean with our entire staff, obviously Brandon with our defensive staff, um, because we, you know, we, you know, had three years with Wade. Uh, Wade had certain beliefs. Wade had a system. Wade had, you know, a, 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 a book of terminology and all that's completely changed, uh, which is which is common when, you know, you make a change of coordinator uh, and the, the staff. Uh, the players, we all embraced it. And, you know, six months later, now we're sitting here where we're at um, after seven weeks of, of Zoom meetings, after these eight acclimation days that we've had the last eight days. And I tell you what, I'm, I, I love where we're at. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, you know, we're not looking at anything uh, that's happened the previous three years. We're just completely focused on on 2020 and uh, opening up the season against the Cowboys. And I honestly can't wait. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I love where we're at right now. And, you know, I, I, I kind of mentioned, um, those guys that kind of no one's heard about, you know, not, not a lot of people know or, or have heard who Brandon Staley is, but he has done a phenomenal job. And, you know, you, you talk about coming into a situation where it's your first opportunity to be a coordinator, you know, you're, it's your first chance uh, and holy cow, you know, you get, you get your, your whole staff is quarantined out of the office at their house. You can't even see them. Yeah. Uh, you can't even see your, your, your staff members, let alone your players. Um, and like I said, he didn't flinch and he's, he's attacked this thing. And, uh, like I said, um, I, I, I really think that we have not skipped a beat. Um, I, how I feel right now, I really believe that I feel the same way with where we're at right now. If we would have had an off season, if, if we would have, um, you know, been able to go through OTAs um, just because the work that and the leadership that, that Sean and Brandon have, you know, passed down to everyone on the staff and the team. But with no preseason games and not even a joint practice at your disposal, yeah. is, is it up to Sean? Is it up to Jared Goff and Robert Woods and Andrew Whitworth in terms of, sharpening that iron to make sure that Brandon's kind of put through his paces and is ready to call an NFL game on Sunday night, September 13th. Sure. You know, which, you know, is naturally going to happen. If, if, you know, you come out to our practice field, it's, it's uh, I mean, it is one, once you cross the lines onto our practice field um, it's competition, you know, we believe in competition every single day and um, you know, it, it is, it's a grind to make it through practice as a defensive coach when you're going against, you know, a Sean McVay offense with Jarrett and, and Robert and, and Witt, um, 
I mean, it, it's, it's a challenge. I mean, you are, you are holding on to your, your, your ass every single play um, because, you know, that's the mindset that Sean has. It's a, it's attack, you know, and uh, it's great work for us. Um, and I know it's great work for, for, you know, these young kids that have come in the last eight days and these walkthroughs going against our offense, you know, you're not just going against vanilla, you know, uh, football plays. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, challenging every single day. And I think in lieu of not being able to play preseason games, get evaluation on these guys. Um, one of the cool things that we've been able to do since we've been here is that, you know, we believe in, you know, practicing against other people for that reason, for, for competition, for, you know, we, uh, we haven't really played our, our starters in preseason games, but we've practiced against other teams. Um, so that, that's going to be different. You know, we're, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to, once we're able to, uh, I think it's literally about a week away, once we're able to get into a normalcy of training camp where we can put pads on and have practices, you know, we're going to have to recreate that and try to create what we would have in preseason games and or what we would have in joint practices because we can't have those. But um, there's not a doubt in my mind with um, the guy that's that's driving the bus, the head coach and the players that we have that it's not going to be full tilt and, and competitive on our practice field to get that feel. So, you know, when we do cut the team down, when we do, you know, get to September 13th, we're going to be ready to ride. Well, I hope to see you perhaps as soon as this weekend. Uh, thank you for that, Joe. And as we finish for our audience, too, we will actually be live from Rams camp every day starting Thursday on the Rams.com and on our social platforms. I'll be there with DeMarco Farr, Maurice Jones, Drew, Serena, and special guests. So put a little reminder in your calendars, everyone, for approximately 345 Pacific uh, each afternoon. Please subscribe to this podcast uh, if you enjoyed it so that you can be notified when the next episode is available. We would also love it if you took a moment now to let us know that you are listening. Rate us, leave a review, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Those go a long way. Joe, thank you so much. It's great to see you. Okay, brother. Look forward to uh, look forward to seeing you. And remember, we're not uh, we're not we're not elbow bumping. We're we're hugging when we see each other. Uh oh, we might have to edit that out in case the uh, NFL protocol police. Are listening deep into oh, yeah. I, I didn't say that I don't, know, I don't know who the hell said that I didn't say that <laughs> I'll double test in the bubble to make sure that I can do that for Joe Barry for Rudy for Jory for Travis I'm JB Long this has been Rams Reveal